Let's get into the Word this morning. Amen. Lord, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you that your Word is living and active. We want to thank you that your Spirit is at work in our hearts and our lives and we continue to submit to you. We submit to your Word and we submit to the working of your Spirit in us and through us and amongst us. Keep drawing us to yourself, Lord that there will be revelation after revelation. Because, Lord we, Lord, we thank you that that revelation brings transformation in our lives. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to talk for a few minutes this morning about unblocking the wells. Um, so as we kind of get towards uh, the end of January, as we start a, um, a new year, I guess, in that context, uh, I was, when I was praying about wrapping up the prophetic word that, that the Lord gave me, which there's still some copies, I photocopied some more copies, so they're down on the back table, the word for 2022, um, this was kind of summing it up a little bit for us. And uh, I gave it the, the name Unblocking the Wells because it's what I saw in the Spirit. And indeed, you know, as we've been going around this region worshipping and praying, you know, that God is wanting to see the flow of His Spirit over this region. Amen? How convinced of that are we? Who believes that God wants to see the flow of His Spirit over this region? Just as, just as we've seen it in the natural, that the curse of the drought has been broken in Jesus' name. It's been something that we've been standing and praying for for three years. And I remember this time last year, God said, next summer will be the wet one. And the sign will be unseasonal rain. And remember, in June, July last year, we had two weekends back to back where we got 100 mil and where we got 70 mil. And that was the sign of unseasonal rain. And I knew without a doubt that God was bringing rain to our region to refresh it and replenish it. And that's what we've been seeing. Amen. The dams are full on the farmer's dams, in the, the other dams, the paradise dam, and there's more rain to come. So just as we see the rain in the natural, it is the heart of God to see people swept up in a move of the Spirit as, as, as His Spirit is released across this region. We know that to be so. And as part of that, as I've been praying into this, the Lord has been speaking to me about His heart to see His people rise. Because you are part of the answer. Often we can pray. And we say, Lord, I pray for this or I pray for this. Lord, I ask that you would bless our city. I ask that you would do this. I ask that you would do that. But do you know God often is just looking at you going, well, I've actually sent you to bless the city. I've sent you to set the captives free. I've, I've sent you to heal the sick. I've sent you to minister. You are actually part of the answer. When we pray those prayers, you know, there's something coming back at us going, well, you're part of the answer. So what I want to talk about this morning in, in the unblocking of the wells is not just the unblocking of the wells around us, spiritually speaking, but I want to also talk about the unblocking of the well in you. Is that okay? We're okay with that. Because we have a mandate. We live in a time where there's mandates all around us. But you know what? We have a mandate. And that mandate is to go and make disciples of nations. 
and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and to teach them everything that we have been taught. Amen. Until the return of Jesus. That is our mandate. And nothing stops our mandate. No masks, no other mandates. Nothing stops our mandate from sharing Jesus with other people because that is the mandate that we live by. That's our mandate. You know, but we've got to be real about it. We, this hasn't been so evident in our nation. And one of the reasons is because when you just live a good life, it is really easy to slip into apathy, lukewarmness and complacency because life is pretty good. Until something happens, something happens in your life or, or around about you that makes you realise that life is fragile and things are maybe not the way that you thought they were and then all of a sudden you start to get a stirring to realise that I need more of God. That life is fragile and I need to be right with the Lord. But it also hasn't been so evident in our nation because the majority have left the ministry to the few. The majority have left the ministry to the few. Right across Australia, right across this nation, on any given Sunday, there is two and a half million people, give or take, that say, I believe in Jesus. What if those two and a half million people were fully mobilised in our nation to carry on the ministry of Jesus? What would that look like? Rather than just leaving the ministry to the few. We're going to tap into this a little bit today. Is that okay? Because as I was praying... I kept hearing the phrase, the unblocking of the worlds, the unblocking of the worlds, the unblocking of the worlds. There were two passages that came to mind particularly as I was praying, and I want to share them with you today. The first one is in John. John chapter 7. On the last and most important day of the festival, this is verse 37, Jesus stood up. And he cried out in a loud voice. I think that's probably good to remind ourselves that Jesus cried out in a loud voice sometimes. Amen? That Jesus cried out in a loud voice sometimes. You know what? It's okay to get a bit loud. It's okay to declare something. It's okay to shout something. It's okay. And he says this. He says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Who's thirsty? Oh. <laughs> the one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have rivers of living water flow from deep within them. He said this about the Spirit. For those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus Christ had not yet been glorified. If anyone is thirsty, he said, come, let him come to me and drink. We drink of the living water. We drink of the pure water. We drink of Christ. And he said, whoever believes in me, out of them will flow rivers of living water. Amen. 
That is part of who we are. As sons and daughters, we are like wells. And we are called forth to bring forth rivers of living water. God is wanting to unblock the things in your life that are stopping the flow of the Spirit. And we're going to talk about them a little bit this morning. Is that okay? Then the other passage this morning that he led me to uh, was was in Genesis 26. Most of you would, would know the passage about the wells and the quarrelling and the contention over the wells. It says in uh, Genesis 26, verse 12, uh, 12, Isaac sowed seed in the land, and in that year he reaped a hundredfold what was sown. That is awesome multiplication. And the Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and kept getting richer until he was, he was very wealthy. He had flocks of sheep, herds of cattle, and slaves, and the Philistines were envious of him. The Philistines stopped up all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of his father Abraham, filling them with dirt. Do you know the enemy wants to always fill up the wells with rubbish? We're going to talk about that in a minute too. And Abimelech said to him, to Isaac, you need to leave for you're much too powerful for us. <laughs> Man, that is a good declaration. As believers in God, where, the, where, where people go, you need to leave us because you are much too powerful. I really believe that God is wanting us to move in faith and hope and love and joy and peace and strength that the church in this nation has not by and large moved in. I believe that he wants to demonstrate his, his goodness, yes, but his power and his holiness, and he is looking for a people that will stand and believe. Amen? We shouldn't be afraid of the enemy. The enemy should be afraid of us because Christ in us is the hope of glory. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and lives in me. Resurrection power living on the inside. We should not be fearful of the enemy, but the enemy should be fearful of us. I love the stories of the great men and women of faith. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, when the the devil came at the end of his bed and he looked up and he went, ah, it's just you. And he went back to sleep again. I think about Charles Finney. He, was, he, he would walk and, and, the, and the key was that he had intercessors and prophetic, pe- uh, prophetic people go to the towns ahead of him as a travelling evangelist. But as he would walk into these towns, people would fall prostrate on the, on the ground just by the very presence of God that was manifesting through a man. And they would say, what must I do to be saved? I was reading a report about the Welsh Revival just this week. And, you know, Boxing Day in uh, 1903, you know, there was thousands of men would come out of the coal mines and they would just, just go and get smashed on alcohol. And there was, there was abuse in the homes. There was, there was, there was, there was a damage in the streets. The, you know, the cops would always go, oh, oh, it's Boxing Day again, here we come. But you know what happened in Boxing Day, 1904, because the Welsh Revival was in play? There was hardly anybody that went into the pubs because there was no one desiring alcohol. They were all repenting of their sins and giving their lives to Jesus. 
That is a true and living testimony of the power of God in, uh, on display in a town. Anyway, sorry. When I speak about the moves of God, I get a bit excited. Huh. So Isaac left there. He camped in the Gerar Valley and he lived there. And he reopened the wells that had been dug in the days of his father Abraham. And the Philistines had stopped up, uh, stopped up after Abraham died. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a spring of living water. But the herdsmen of Gear quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and they said, This water is ours. So he named it Isaac because they argued with him. Then they dug another well and quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved from there and he dug another and they did not quarrel over it. And he named it Rehoboth and said, From now the Lord, for now the Lord has made space for us and we will be fruitful in the land. What a beautiful statement. The Lord has made space for us and we will be fruitful in the land. That is you and me. The Lord has made space for us and we are called to be fruitful in the land. Just as Adam and Eve, before sin entered the world, just, just, just before sin entered the world, God said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and increase and fill the earth and subdue it in the natural. Yep. Have lots of babies, have lots of kids, fill the earth, subdue it. That was in the natural. Well, you know, in the spiritual under the new covenant, we've been born again, but the principle is still the same. He's saying, I want you to multiply. I want you to fill the earth and I want you to subdue it. Because that is his kingdom come and his will be done. And it starts in you and me. The kingdom of God is within you because the king reigns. And we are called to enforce the reign of King Jesus. Is there an amen to that? Remember, he came to destroy the works of the devil. As born-again believers, we are living wells. And, and, and rivers of living water are called to flow through us. Is there an amen? Therefore, the enemy knows this, and he will do whatever he can to block the wells. But I, want you to re, but, but I want to remind you of this that I spoke about briefly last week. Out of Luke chapter 10, the two different words that Jesus used. When the, when the 72 disciples came back and they were, they were with joy because they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And the Lord says that the enemy had power, but I have given you authority. The enemy only has authority when you give it to him. He has power, dunamis, but we have exousia, authority. He only has authority when you give it to him. That is, when you allow offense, when you, when you allow unforgiveness, when you allow bitterness, when you um, allow unbelief, when you allow these things to actually speak to you louder than the Word of God, you have given Him authority, and you need to repent, and you need to take it back. And you need to remind yourself in the, in the Word of God that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 
You need to remind yourselves that the same spirit that lives, you know, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You need to remind yourself of the truth of God's word and say, I will not partner with the enemy anymore. I will partner with the word of God. We've got three people that are excited about that. Woo! Partner with the word of God. Come on. Woo! That's why you need to keep catching up with each other and you need to be encouraging one another because you're encouraging people into the things of God. And you know, sometimes we all need to be reminded of that. Amen? Because it is easy to lose our first love. It is easy to get off track. It is easy to go down the wrong path. And that's why we need each other. We need to be mutually submissive to one another so we can help each other to stay on the right path. Are we going okay this morning? I was, I, I was reminded as, as I was thinking about the wells around this nation of Australia. Because either we believe that this nation together with the island nations around us are meant to be part of the great south land of the Holy Spirit or we don't. Well, I believe not just because of that moment in time, but because of the prophecies across the decades that it is the heart of God to see a move of the Spirit in this part of the world. We have seen moves of God in America, in Europe, in Wales, in Asia, in Africa. But I tell you what, we haven't truly seen something that has shaken the nation of Australia yet. And I think our nation is crying out of it crying out for it, if you can hear it. Do we know that even creation cries out? It's true. We've seen in Australia witchcraft. I'm just going to get a bit for a minute. Is that right? You know what I mean? <clears throat> We've seen in Australia witchcraft operating. We've seen the Jezebel spirit operating. We've seen the religious spirit operating that seeks to quench the flow of the Holy Spirit. And we've seen the spirit of Antichrist at work. It is anti the spirit. It is anti the, the anointing. It is anti-Christ. We've seen these spirits together with Leviathan and then others operating in this nation of Australia. And it's time for the people of God to say, enough, I will not partner with witchcraft. I will not partner with Jezebel. I will not partner with the religious spirit. I will not partner with these things anymore. Because the enemy only has authority where we, where, where, we, where we give him authority. So if I start to emotionally manipulate somebody, I'm actually partnering in witchcraft. It's true. We need to stop this. This is a word. This is, this is, this is really not just a word for us. This is just a word. But we always need to check ourselves. And we need to check and go, am I partnering with these spirits in any way? Because I'm actually just called to move in love. I'm actually called to move in grace. I'm actually called to move in the spirit where there is forgiveness and there is grace and there is mercy and there is ooh, joy and there is hope. We've seen in this nation of Australia unforgiveness and offence. We still see it where there is unforgiveness and offence that just eats situations and eats people and even eats families and even eats communities up. We've seen it in this nation. I've seen people physically bound because they have not forgiven somebody. And as soon as they forgive that person, the chains come off. 
I have seen bodies twisted. I have seen skeletal frames twisted because of unforgiveness. And the moment that someone forgives, they are set free. We have to choose not to partner with offence and unforgiveness in these things anymore. We need to forgive as the Lord forgave us. Then we see stuff like lukewarmness and apathy. You, you would have heard me say this before, but I often ponder about it because I do like my sport. But I think, man, you know what? We could, you know, Christians can go to the... That's not really the MCG because you probably couldn't travel down there at the moment, although maybe you could, I'm not sure. You could go to Suncorp and you could cheer, uh, you could cheer for that footy team. Uh, what's it called? Brisbane Broncos. Sorry, not really into rugby. Uh, Tasmanian, there's like no rugby in Tasmania. It's just, it's either the real football or it's AFL. Anyway, another story. But you, but you go to, you go to Suncorp and you put your colours on, you know, your supporters stuff and you, and, and you get your flag and you get your banner and you're cheering at the top of your voice for your team and you're putting all your passion and you're putting all your energy into cheering for your team but so many Christians are not putting their supporter gear on for Jesus and they're not waving their banner and they're not putting their time and energy into letting people know that Jesus is alive. When are we going to get passionate about Jesus? And I'm thankful that we have so many passionate people here about Jesus. If you're passionate about Jesus, you need to keep encouraging your brothers and sisters, no matter what fellowship they go to, no matter where they are, you need to keep encouraging them and say, look to Jesus. Drink of this living water and let the streams of living water flow through you. Amen? But we've let lukewarmness, spiritual lukewarmness and apathy... We've, we've let unbelief come into the church where we've read a verse of Scripture and we go, oh, well, gee, I wish that was true. Rather than go, wow, I need to align my life, my thoughts with the Word of God. I need to align myself with the Word of God and where I'm not, I repent of that and I come back into alignment and I choose to align myself with God. And then there's the little one called busyness. We can be the little Marthas and we can be busy, 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 distracted, distracted, distracted. And we just miss the one with whom it is all about. We all need some merry time. Yes, even you guys. To sit at the feet of Jesus and allow the Spirit of God to lead you into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Sometimes that's hard for the Aussie male because we're not, Aussie males are not so touchy-feely. She'll be right, mate. All good, mate. But you know what? The Lord wants to strip, strip some of that away so that you you mighty men of God will be known as a worshipper. And you know when I say worshipper, I don't, I don't just mean someone who sings songs. I mean someone who Jesus is the focus of your life in everything you do. Mighty men. You see, we see the enemy do, do all these kind of things to block the flow of the Spirit. 
But the Lord wants, to, wants me to remind you as part of this morning that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that He lives in you. And His desire is to see rivers of living water flow through you and flow through me. I'm getting there now. As I continue to pray, He told me to remind you this morning from 2 Timothy chapter 1. In verse 6, he says, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. There are some that have had gifts. There are some that have had prophecies. There are some that have had things, you know, where the, like God encounters and you've laid them down. There are some that have moved in things in the past, but they were like, oh, not now. But the Lord says, no, no, I want to remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you because everyone has a purpose in him. Amen. Everyone is graced. Everyone is gifted. And God is saying, I want to rekindle that gift that is in you. I want it to burn. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. When you partner with fear, you are coming under a spirit. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us one of power. And he's given us love and he's given us a sound mind. How cool is that? Amen. Yeah, praise him. That's what he's given to you. And sometimes you need to remind yourself of that. He, I, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but I have been given a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You know what? It is okay to declare the word of God over yourself. If you're doing it down the street, someone might look at you a bit weird. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because we are like aliens passing through this life. And the other verse of Scripture that he spoke to me and said to remind some of you this morning of is from 1 Corinthians 14, and it's only just verse 1. And it says this, Pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. It is really sad that there are so many Christians that believe the gifts of the Spirit were for then and not for now. And often it is fear and often it is a bad experience. Often it's these things that stop us. But this, this verse continues and Paul is encouraging us today to pursue love. Because it says that if we can prophesy and fathom all mysteries, if we can speak in all kinds of angelic tongues, if we give everything that we have away to the poor, but we have not love, we're nothing. We've lost it. So he says, pursue love. And I want to encourage you to continue to pursue love because God is love. So when you pursue love, you are pursuing God. I'm not talking about worldly love. I'm talking about agape love. I'm talking about God's pursuing unconditional, sacrificial, never-ending love. That's what I'm talking about. A love that the world does not know without Jesus Christ. And then I want to remind you of the second part of that verse eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Are you eagerly desiring spiritual gifts? This is a good question, isn't it? What does it look like when you eagerly desire something? I don't know about you, but if there's a good bit of chocolate cake down there this morning and I'm eagerly desiring it, you know what? I'm not, I might even push a couple of people out of the way. No, I wouldn't. But when you are eager for something, you can't wait. Is that not true? 
You just want to, you're just so eager for it. It's like when I got married to Bonnie, it was like, come on, bring it on. Woo! I was eagerly desiring that day that we got married. I was eagerly desiring to be together as husband and wife. When you eagerly desire something, it is at the forefront of your thinking. Amen? Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Do not think that spiritual gifts are not for you because the Word of God says eagerly desire them. God wants to manifest His Spirit through you like rivers of living water. So you can listen to that verse and go, that's really great, Tim, thanks for that. Or you can go, man, I'm a bit, I need a bit of refreshing. I need a bit more Jesus. I need a bit more of his spirit. Man, I need, I need to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Go home and repent. And say, God, I want to align my life with your plans and purposes. And I want to walk in the fullness of the gifts that you have for me. And I love it that it says especially that you would prophesy. Because in the rest of the chapter, he brings some understanding that tongues is for edification of yourself. Unless there's an interpreter and it is given as an edification for everyone else. But prophecy is for the edification of someone else. So what he's saying is pursue love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. Why? Because it's not about you. When you eagerly desire a spiritual gift, it's not so that you can get up the front. It's not so you can prophesy and go, people go, wow, look at that person. It is because you want to build someone else up. It's because you want to speak into them. It's because you want to help them. It's because you want to see them set free. It's about looking to the benefit of the other person. Is there an amen? And that is love. So this morning, as we close the word. Just as on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God came and there was tongues of fire and there was a move of the Spirit that was like a catalyst for the advance of the gospel that is still going today, God is wanting to reignite something in you, something that has either been lost or something that you just don't know yet. God is wanting to activate something in you. And it will be part of the rivers of living water that will flow. Amen? We, if we had a lot of time, we could go through so many people here. I don't think sometimes we realize what we carry. I don't think you realize the treasure that you carry. I don't think some of you don't you don't see yourself the way that God sees you. Gideon never did. Gideon thought he was the least of the least. Do you know what? If you think that you're the least of the least, God can use you. Gideon didn't realize it. So many people right throughout Scripture, throughout history... have had an encounter with God where they realized what they carry. Because you carry Christ. You carry His presence. You carry His Spirit.
and you were called to see that portion of grace manifested through you. Rivers of living water. You know, I was thinking when I was just praying last night, the Isles family's not here today. They uh, went to Rocky for the, for the weekend. Um, you pooed or something. But I was thinking about Tom. He's not here, so I, I can speak about him. I was thinking about him. You know, every time he gets up to speak, I'm listening because there's gold nuggets in there. There's a strength in there that he doesn't even realize that he carries. But every, like every time he starts to, to speak, it just starts to come out of him. Amen? Every time I hear Liz speak, I just want to hear something because it's like there's, a, just, just, there's, there's something from heaven that she carries through everything that she's been through, you know, and everything, just every time she speaks. And, and I heard someone say to me just a few weeks ago, they, they said, hey, Tim, you know you do that tag team two speaking. They said, when Liz is on that, do not have anyone else because they said, I want to listen to Liz for half an hour. When May starts ministering to somebody, and I'm there in the same room, and she just starts getting a word of knowledge, and she just starts speaking it out, and I'm sitting there going, oh, thank you, Jesus. When I see someone who's over there by themselves, and I see a Haley Griffin, or I see someone else just wander over to them, and just put their arms around them, and I embrace them, I go, thank you, Jesus. It doesn't matter what gift it is. It doesn't matter whether it's a public speaking one, or whether it's just a warmth of embrace one. I say, thank you, Jesus. God is wanting to manifest His Spirit through you. I love Isaiah 22, 22. Because the government is upon the shoulders of Jesus. Amen. And Isaiah 22, 22 says that he who holds the keys, that is Jesus, whatever he shuts, no one can open, and whatever he opens, no one can shut. Well, I don't know about you, but I would love to see this as a year of open doors that you would understand who Christ is in you and you would start to partner with the Spirit of God to pour forth rivers of living water into this region and beyond. Amen? I look at my son. And it's hard sometimes to find yourself. But in the last few months, he's, he's finding who he is. When he, starts, when he sings that prophetic song, I just start to weep, not because he's my son, but, be, but because I can feel the presence of God. I want to encourage you to prophesy. I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to lay hands on the sick and see them get well. I want to encourage you to stand up in faith and believe God for breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't stop us from standing again. I want to encourage you to be everything that you've called to be in Christ. It's time to throw off everything that hinders. And maybe that's unforgiveness. Maybe that's offense. Maybe that's partnering with witchcraft or Jezebel's spirit. Maybe it's unbelief or whatever it is, lukewarmness, apathy. Throw it all off and partner with the spirit of the living God. Because this is a year of advancement. This is a year of increase. This is a year of overflow. And it doesn't matter what's happening in our nation around us because it doesn't matter. Because we don't belong to the kingdom of this world. We belong to the kingdom of heaven that cannot be shaken. And in fact, we, if, if we had enough time today, we could go through Scripture and I could prove to you in the midst of the battle, I could prove to you in the midst of the trial that that is when the greatest breakthrough actually comes.
Yeah, I could keep going for a while, but I'm not going to. So it's over to you. Because you can walk away and go, that was a good word. Thanks, Tim. That's a good word of encouragement. Or you can walk away, or you can walk, at, but you know, that'll be just like the seed falling on the rocky ground or the, the ground with little soil and it just doesn't really get anywhere. You need to receive it and you need to partner with it because that is the word that is finding good soil and it bears fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. I want to encourage you to go away and pursue love. I want to encourage you to go away and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And where the enemy starts to say, that's not for you, just say, get out in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you to stand and believe for advancement and increase and overflow in 2022. Amen? But I can't do that for you. You have to do that. You have to position yourself and go, you know what, I'm going to start praying for people. I'm going to start sharing my faith. I'm going to start getting involved in that. I'm actually going to start doing that. One of my little sayings is the key to breakthrough is follow through. You can get breakthrough today with a revelation, but unless you follow through with it, you lose it. So what is God saying to you? He's saying, Partner with me, and I will cause forth rivers of living water to flow through you. Unblock the well. Unblock the well. You know what happens when you start unblocking something? When the water starts flowing, the water actually breaks the rest of it open. Have you ever seen that? When something's blocked and there's water trying to get through, and you just dig out a little bit, and all of a sudden the water, the force of the water, actually causes everything just to break open. Like Bribie with the ocean the other day. Yeah, Bribie Island just went, got split as the water. Water is so powerful. Water is so powerful. And you have living water on the inside of you. Amen. Music team, you want to come up here and all. Hey, don't forget tonight is our worship night. Five o'clock here. We're going to have a great time together in the presence of the Lord. I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to prophesy. I want to encourage you to, to declare. But can we just do something before we sing this song? Can I just encourage you to stand? Maybe just, just as a prophetic thing, can I get you to put your hand on your, your, right, your right hand over your heart? Lord, we take hold of your word today. It says, if you're thirsty, you need to come and drink. Lord, we repent of anything that has stopped us from coming to you and drinking. Lord, we need to drink. We choose to partner with your word that says that out of us will flow rivers of living water. We, we repent 
where even when we haven't realised it, where we've partnered with witchcraft or the Jezebel spirit, where we've partnered with offence or unforgiveness, where, where we've partnered with a religious spirit, where we've partnered with unbelief, where we've partnered, partnered with lukewarmness and apathy, where we've partnered with anything, God, that has stopped the flow of the spirit in our lives and through our lives, God, we repent. And today, Lord, let this be a day of new beginnings. Let this be a day of rekindling the flame, rekindling the gift that, Lord, that you have given to each one of us. Let this be a time, God, of release and breakthrough and unblocking in Jesus' name. God, we just need a move of your spirit in this nation, and it starts in us and it starts through us. God, we want to partner with you to see a fresh move of your spirit, to see the manifestation gifts of the spirit released in us and through us and amongst us, that when people encounter us, they encounter you because of your spirit. Because your kingdom is not just a kingdom of talking, but it's a kingdom of power. It's a kingdom of demonstration. So Lord, we ask today for refreshing. We ask for a stirring. We thank you that you are the one that closes doors and opens new ones. We choose to partner with you and your word for us to advance and to increase and to overflow in 2022. We do not partner with the spirit of fear. We do not partner with timidity, but we choose power, we choose love, and we choose a sound mind in Jesus' name. We take every thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ that we would have the mind of Christ in everything that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer for anything this morning, then please come down the front. We've got plenty of people.